is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Free Game on Rock 101.1, live from the Bubba's 33 at the South Plains Mall, with Pete Christie, Jarrett Johnson, Sean Dillon, and the host of the Rockin' Free Game, Jeff Scott. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo, what a great holiday. The Battle of Puebla commemorates that. A lot of people falsely think that it's uh, Mexican Independence Day, but it's actually uh, commemorating the Battle of Puebla. Do you know that, Pete? I didn't know anything. I'm just listening intently okay, to gain well, some good. knowledge today. Well, you got your knowledge right there. I graduated from the uh, College of Trivial Knowledge, so <laughs> I have a master's in that, by the way. It's pretty good for what you do for a living. That's all I need, you know. Nice shirt, by the way, Pete. I like Thank that. you. Is that a Red Raider Outfitter shirt? It there? is. Indeed. It very, is. very nice. You know, uh, last weekend they had their big uh, warehouse sale. They did, yeah. And uh, last weekend my daughter announced she's going to Texas Tech. So really? I took her over there. We got a bunch of, you know, pink and this Red Raider and that Red Raider. So she's, she's oh, ready. Red Raider Outfitters everywhere, man. They actually, uh, they're actually at the Kentucky Derby. I heard that. This, this weekend. Who, who's your favorite of the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, men juleps. Hello. Have you all ever right. gone to like a horse track and bet and you know, you know ate I, and drank and all that and I enjoyed been, it? In the, it's actually it is pretty wild. It gets the, pretty wild. The only two things I don't do a lot of that, but I've I guess probably the only horse racing I've been to is in uh, Rio Dosa. I've been, I've been mm-hmm. to races there. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to. Have you ever been to the Greyhound races? No. I went to it in uh, Denver. Uh, dog several track? years ago, yeah, the dog track, man. That's actually pretty cool. I thought, they, I thought they it was released... bus racing. No, 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 no not Come that on, great. Pete. No, no, that's <laughs> smelly people that don't have cars. Um, not that's not my thing. But uh, hey, I've had to do that before. Oh, have you really? Oh, sorry. I had to visit somewhere I wanted to be really bad, but couldn't really afford it, so I've done it. Never taking the gray. Man, there's that some adventures on that. I can dude, write a that, book on listen, that. Listen, I've heard it. It's it's that's real life, right it there. Is. Man. You get on a greyhound bus, man. You're 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 seeing America. Um, but uh, no, the the greyhound races. It's really cool. They have like they have a rabbit, which by the way. Oh, Rabbit's good segue. He's on here the show here in a minute. He's not the one that's at the uh, the races, I don't think. But um, no, but they they release like they have this this rabbit thing on the rail, yeah. And they start that, and those greyhounds come out and they chase that rabbit. It's uh, it's pretty cool. But, but it's a fake rabbit. Yeah, it's a fake rabbit. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if they'd go after the real one. No, we have the real rabbit here on the show right. today. I got that. Yeah, no, uh, Daydrone's here. We'll we'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, no, <laughs> you never been to the greyhound races. No, I haven't. But I've, I've been to. Uh, well, you hate dogs, so that's. <laughs> but I've yeah. been to the Preakness and Belmont. I've never gone. You to have? No way. Yeah, because I covered it when I worked really? in, on the East Coast. Yeah. Did you wear a funny hat? No. No. It, it no. was. Uh, it was something else for sure. Really? Yeah, I've yeah. never been to any major horse racing, but uh, yeah, that's tomorrow. You know, it's a big weekend, man. You got Cinco de Mayo today, yeah. which Bubba's thirty-three. I mean, it's a great place. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo, and then uh, tomorrow you got not only do you have the Kentucky Derby. But you have the coronation of King Charles. I think pe- people in America hate King Charles. Didn't honestly, even know that. Yeah, I was unaware. See, to be honest. I was unaware too. I was like, but "Is this no, a joke?" I we talked about this this morning yeah. on my other show oh. about how weird it is that for something that's such a worldwide thing, I think America hates King Charles, and I think it's because America loved Diana, and I think we hate King Charles ultimately. And that, I, nobody's really covering. It's not that big a deal here. Well, what do they do? What, what does the monarchy in England do anymore? They don't do other than like wave it's, and yeah, like, it's ceremonial. Yeah. They, they, they don't have any real power of anything. But it's still kind of a, a kind of a you know the, the the pomp and circumstance of it all is kind of interesting. 
but I think the BBC America is carrying it or something. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm not getting up. Yeah, NBA playoffs still as well going on? Um, I think King Charles is still in it. Yeah. In the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. I think he's got a chance, but... Uh, no, but uh, a lot, lot going on this weekend, though. It's kind of an interesting weekend. But today it's Cinco de Mayo, so we'd like you to come out here to Bubba's 33, celebrate Cinco de Mayo with us, and uh, we're going to talk Texas Tech sports. And, uh, yeah, we've got uh, Dade around Taylor Demerson with us here and uh, waiting uh, – we, as I said, the green room. We don't really have a green room. It's kind of our Bubba's is the green room. Is the I mean, room. the whole right, place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rabbit with us here in a few minutes. We've got Keith Patrick from Red Raider Dugouts going to stop by talk some Texas Tech baseball. Uh, got, uh, you know, they're hosting uh, Sam Houston this weekend. Um, head coach of the Lubbock Matadors joins us to talk soccer or football if you're from Europe. And uh, two portal targets in the 806 this weekend. we got some... Uh, that's a good, some, uh, yeah, basketball. Info. I got uh, one little football uh, nugget, too. Uh, they're still looking through the portal for All some extra right. help. So, All right. Well, we always start with the uh, rock and reality check. Uh, Pete, why don't you go first? You're wearing that nice shirt. I'd like you to go ahead and start. Uh, you know, you That's win the wardrobe of the day. I've just got a black T-shirt. I'm kind of simple right. today. It's so, all yeah. good. Uh, you know, Red Raider baseball tonight, taking on Sam Houston State, getting out of the Big 12. Uh, hear me now. Hear me now comprehend it now don't wait till later we want to pack the usa for the air raiders right now buy one ticket get one free next 48 hours uh go to the air raiders twitter or go to the tbt but you already got matt mooney davide moretti Tariq owens and just added this week davion warren uh july 19th through the 23rd uh it's going to be off the charts uh the million dollar tbt tournament but right now Buy one, get one free. So jump on that. I uh, want to give a shout-out to Colin Schooler playing in the XFL Championship next Saturday. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they beat Houston last week. Does he so play for Arlington? Or? He does play for Arlington. Okay, yeah. Stoops, right? Yeah, Stoops, yeah. 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 Stoops, yeah. So excited about that. Uh, and then I just want to mention uh, two weeks from this past Wednesday, which will be May 17th, uh, I have Bryce Ramirez speaking at my lunch church. Uh, come on out. He's going to tell his story. And, uh, you know, we all prayed for him when he was down. We're going to pray for him when he's up. Everybody who comes, we're going to lay hands on him and pray for him. As he's coming back, the setback leads to the comeback. Uh, May 17th, 1145, 8517, Urbana. All right, yeah. good deal. Okay. So, yeah, trying to get the word out about all that, I guess. Yeah, that's the, it. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the TBT, I mean, we got to pack it up. Uh, really, it's like and a, it's like a get dream tickets, team. That's get it cool. now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, who knows who else is going to be on it? Right. Who knows? Do you think they've got the kind of team assembled so far? I mean, realistically, because I. You know, I mean, you know, basketball is not my strong. Th- I mean, my basketball career ended uh, in little dribblers. When I- <laughs> <laughs> asking, do they have the I team? Mean, they, they really but no, I mean, is this team that they've assembled? Is this a team that do you really think that they can compete for to to win it all? Oh, I think so. I yeah, because even guys, when we had Andrew Sorrells on, he said uh, alumni teams have won the last few right. years: Marquette, Syracuse. So why not Texas Tech? No, I, and I, so I, and each that. time we add a guy, <laughs> he's offended. You even asked him. I, 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 no, I am offended. No, but I mean, really, you got some really hey, good players on this team. Hey, it's not Stinko de Mayo, dude. Really? 
Oh, Pete. Now, I'm offended. Gosh, Pete, we're not even, we're, we're barely eight minutes into the show. And he made me angry, already, Pete. I know, I know. What, you man. win. That's okay. all you wanted all right. to do. Anyway, I do like your shirt. Thank though. you, sir. Um, all right, Jarrett, rock and reality check. Man, it's tough to follow all that. Uh, <laughs> I think, I'm hoping Brandon Francis, he's one of my all-time favorite Red Bears. I yeah. hope he comes back and, oh, and, and plays. He tweeted out he was. Okay, good. to some other country and then. Heading over, that's what he Love said. Love that dude's story. Yeah. He's always fun to talk to. So and he's a good player, that which helps. But uh, I, you know, and to answer your question, to help uh, them getting the the regional at home really helps them getting. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of Tech fans to pack the USA for Better, that. I really, because yeah, I mean, this is awesome, man. I mean, you, you talked about it before, it's like kind of a dream team. You yeah. know, I mean, you yeah. got to be there for that. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo, though, uh, for me, I'm going to see Charlie Crockett at Cook's Garage with my girlfriend and I. I'm really excited every time he comes through Lubbock. You know, I'm going. Uh, yeah. He was playing the Cactus the first time, which is a great venue, but it's a smaller venue. Yeah. Uh, years ago, when I first saw him, and uh, you know, then he we played Buddy Holly last summer, and then yeah. now he's at Cooks. Uh, he's really blown up. He was just at uh, uh, Willie Nelson's birthday at the Hollywood Bowl there out in L.A., and uh, I'm I'm just really excited. He's he's almost like every time I hear him, he's one of those musicians that's uh, like an old friend. You know, yeah. it just immediately puts you in a good mood and all that, so that's a personal note for me. In terms of Texas Tech, man, it's May, to be honest. This is a, a pretty slow time. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, but, we, you know, in honor of having Rabbit here with us, I was looking over at the just kind of projecting the depth chart for next year, and I was noticing on defense – there are only three guys who started their careers that I, I see as probably starting on on defense next season. And I think that's going to be the best defense we've seen in a decade, to be honest. But and and rabbits, rabbits, one of them. Yeah. You got Jalen, you got Tony, and Rabbit. Everybody yeah. else are, has trans, transferred in. Now some of them have been here for three years or whatever, right, but right. they all started somewhere else. So yeah. Most of the guys who who I projected cool start, starting, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that to me that blows my mind. That gives you an idea of. How Texas Tech has taken advantage of the portal. I know right. we talk a lot about like is the portal good for college sports and you know nil and all that, but the portal has been very good to Texas Tech. We've seen it in basketball. We we're talking about Matt Mooney, Brandon Francis, yeah. all those guys. They transferred in. It's been very good in football as well. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to get to. Uh, some recruiting updates. I mean, we got uh, Keith Patrick from Red Raider dugout talk baseball, and in uh, the Rabbit Daydream, Taylor Dimerson waiting with us. He's coming up next here. Got to find out uh, exactly how you got the uh, nickname Rabbit, but uh, we'll we'll get that and some thoughts on uh, you know the way things are going with McGuire and the upcoming season. And I know uh, uh, Daydream's got a, a camp coming up that we want to make sure that you know all about. So we're going to fill you in. Coming up next on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame. Live from Bubba's 33 on Rock. Is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Brought to you by Bubba's 33, Wiley Implement, Pete's Tires, and Chrome. It's the Rockin' Interview. All right, uh, with us today on the Rockin' Pregame, the Rabbit, Dadrian Taylor Demerson from Texas Tech Football, joining us here on the Rockin' Pregame. And, man, thanks for uh, dropping by and hanging out oh, with us on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, get me out the house a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, getting away from the weight room, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's a necessary evil, but, uh, man, dude, that... I was kind of trying I've to compare. I've been feeling out a little bit, man. I've been trying to gain a little bit. I know. I was kind of compare my biceps to yours, and I, I decided <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have any biceps. It's a little bit troubling there. But, uh, no, you've got a, a camp coming up here yeah, soon, man. man. Tell so, us about uh, it. The BAM Foundation, uh, you know, they helped me get out. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, Darren DeLoach, he helped me. He's been helping me out with some of my uh, NIL stuff. And we, I've been wanting to do a camp for so long, man, but I just didn't know how to do it. So I had to, like, 
get us up and running. So my man Darren helped me out. So we got the band family. So uh, free camp uh, next Saturday at Lubbock High uh, from uh, 12 to 3. You know, I just want all the kids to come out. You know, it's just something something that I wish guys in my community back at home when I was in elementary or middle school, you know, mm-hmm. did come out there and did. So, you know, I'm a huge uh, huge uh, kid person. You know, I love the kids. So, you know, all the kids come out, have a good time. Free camp will give you a shirt. Get out there. We'll have, I'll have some of my teammates out there as well. It's going to be a fun little day. You know, we're going to learn some stuff. We're going to teach you a little bit about life, a little bit ins and out about the game. You know, they probably won't be – they probably go through one and out the other, what I'm saying. <laughs> at, at that age, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. We're going to try to um, – try to use this time to teach those guys uh, valuable lessons and uh, ins and outs about the game, what to yeah. expect when that time comes around. Because, you know, you never know when how the recruiting process is. Not everybody's recruiting process is the same. Mm-hmm. But you got to take advantage of the opportunities, you know. Like, Tech was my biggest offer. And, uh, and nobody would have known that. Just the way I, nobody would have ever thought that. But, yeah, Tech was my biggest offer. Uh, I've been blessed to be here. I've had uh, tremendous opportunities to be successful here. I've been, met a lot of people. It's going to help me later on in life. So, yeah. <laughs> Just grateful to be here, man. Yeah, would I, I actually? I wouldn't go to another school. Like, I was. I told my mom I'd never transfer. Yeah. I told Coach McGuire he came. I was like, I ain't leaving. I don't <laughs> know if you want to get rid of me, and I don't know, but I ain't leaving. <laughs> I ain't leaving. Yeah. Man, Red Raider fans love to hear that. So you got this camp coming up, and what's the age group? What? what uh, is it is uh, third through twelfth grade. You know, okay. I'm not expecting as much as as many high school kids out there because you know they'll probably be doing mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, all the middle school, elementary kids, y'all, y'all come out have a good time, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. And then hopefully this leads into like an annual camp that I have something something later on down the line. You know, I have a I actually have a camp. Uh, this is our second year doing it with a couple of my guys, Jay Hunt and two of the guys that I played high school with. My cousin, Jason Taylor, just got drafted to the, uh, the Rams. Oh, nice. Shout out to him. And then my uh, little bro, Javion, is at ACU now. Uh, we have this camp in uh, July or June. No, the end of June. Uh, this is our, our last year was our second year having it. It's a good turnout, so I'm expecting the same turnout this next, this next Saturday, yeah. So what's what's the best way? Everybody listening right now, like, man, thank you. Okay, so kids there's a be a part of it. What do they do? There's a link. So um, ooh, let's see. Sean? <laughs> you got it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm been, I've been posting the link up. I'm oh, I see. Register out. at bamfam.org. Yes, but there's a uh, there's a little way to get through it. So if you go through the website, I mean, go through the flyer that's on my Instagram that's been posted out, you go to the BAMFAM, you click on uh, BAMFAM free camps, and you just scroll down and register. But we're working on a way to get the link sent to the direct so you don't have to scroll down. So when you click on it, mm-hmm. you just sign up. Yeah. And again, when is it coming up again? It's on uh, Saturday the 13th. Okay, yeah, cool. After graduation. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I think it's so cool that you're doing that because, you know, I always think back when, you know, because I grew up in a small town, you know, it's like barely 10,000 people, Lovington, which is not too far from here in New Mexico. And, you know, when you're when you're growing up and you're like a kid, like third, fourth grade or something, you're playing football out in the yard, you know, and and you idolize like even the high school players i mean to, right. you know, i remember in lovington man i can think of guys that to me they were bigger than life and uh you know and they were just little local football guys that probably most of them never went on to play at any level other than high school you know come from yeah. lovington but, you know, I feel like, but uh, it was cool though because you always looked up to them and you wanted to you dreamed of playing at you know playing yeah. football be at the next level or whatever playing the pros you yeah. know so i think it's cool that you're giving kids an opportunity to you know pursue that kind of a dream you yeah know? come out and hang out we're gonna have a good time you know i'm a joster too so it's gonna be a good day <laughs> it's gonna be a fun day i can't wait for it man i've been yeah. wanting this for a very long time but we just got the uh the link right here so it is a uh, tinyurl.com slash 
Rabbit Camp. That is the way you can get access to the camp. If not, then you can go to www.bamfam.org and you can go to Bamfam Foundation's free camps and you can just scroll down and register and then it will have they'll have a selection where you can pick which guy's camp because I think there's three camps going on this this uh this May with the Bam Fam. So you just scroll down to Dage and Taylor Demerson mm-hmm. and I will see you on Saturday. And that's um, out at Lubbock High? Lubbock High, yeah. I, I appreciate them letting us the opportunity. We were trying to find somewhere to do it at. Yeah, yeah but I, I'm, I, I was pretty sure one of the high schools let us use it. You know, just got to go up and talk to them, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that's your Instagram, Bam Fam, or is that? No, no. My, Instagram, Instagram? my Instagram is Dadrian underscore Taylor D. Dajan Taylor Demerson. You can just look up Dajan Taylor Demerson. You'll find it. Um, but Bam Fam, there's a that's their own that's their own Instagram page. Okay. Yeah. They, right, Bam Fam okay. has their own Instagram. They've and they've done a lot of camps. You can go to their page and you can see all the guys, all the other athletes, just like myself that are trying to get back to the community. All right. That's very cool. Good. Yeah. If you got kids that love football and you gotta gotta get them get them involved in this yeah. camp. Oh, boy might uh, be going out there. Actually, I, I might say, be taking yeah. getting yeah. out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, boys and girls. You know, I don't know if any of the oh, girls that's cool. come out and have uh, just have a little fun time. It's just all we're gonna be doing out there doing some drills, just moving around, just yeah. kids, basically just like saying it. Stay at home day from school, kids playing in the backyard. That's how we're going to treat it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when yeah. you were growing up, what do you remember about going to camp and, and dreaming about playing okay, college so, football? Okay, so you're going to think that it's funny, but um, so the game NCAA, I don't know if you guys <laughs> played that. Oh, yes. They yeah. had the road to glory. Yes. I thought that's how college worked. I thought that's how college <laughs> no. I thought I was just going to pick a school, I'm going to go there, and I'd be like second, third string, and then just get my way up, just how they do it on the road to glory. But, um, you know, my my high school, they did uh, camps for us, uh, for the youth guys and the middle school guys. So I never really went to one of the high school kids' camp or any of the college kids that had that. That wasn't really a thing. Now that the NIO business is booming, yeah. that's kind of the thing you see. Now, you used to just see guys in the NFL come back and give back. But this NIO has been taking off, you know, uh, and just getting a lot of experience through all this stuff. So, yeah, uh, I want to say... The last camp I probably went to was probably, I was like 11th, 10th grade out in uh, Memphis. So, But that was fun, though, just going out and seeing all the kids. You know, um, you know, I play football in Oklahoma, and all those Texas guys are always on us. So you know, <laughs> going, going to the other camps and seeing other guys competing with them, you know, like I made jokes about them all the time. My school would come down here to Texas and whoop on, whoop up on some boys. Where did you go to school in Oklahoma? Carl Albert High School, home of the champions. Oh, yeah, it's Oklahoma City, right? Yeah, you won like City, three yeah, state yeah. titles or something like that, Yeah, I you? got three back-to-back-to-back to back to back in football. I got... Um, my freshman year, I went to basketball, and then uh, back to back to track. You were like an all-state running back, like a record-setting running back, yeah. weren't you? Like in in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a I was a full angle lob the ball. You know, I, ain't, I don't got the moves no more. <laughs> but hopefully, my next pick six, you get to see the young, the old rap. Come <laughs> yeah, is that is that like a dream when you're yeah for a defensive back so get oh, that interception and want to run it back? I just want to get in the score touchdowns just like when the Jones and you're in, when you're in the Jones you score a touchdown like you can't match that feeling yeah. nowhere else you're just screaming loud and now that the, the next night game we have I want my I want my pick to be pick six to be on a night game we got yeah. the lights going off now that's right they get the LEDs yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah let me tell you when we were at um uh, NC State, they scored their first touchdown. Oh, yeah. And, like, for, like, 10 seconds, it was, like, dark. <clears throat> it was just pitch black. And, and my senior year in high school, in the fourth quarter, uh, we had, like, a bunch of rain delays. So the high school, I don't know if you, can, I don't know if you guys know, but on the high school uh, stadium lights, they're on timers. Yeah. So they go off around, like, like 11. But we were in the fourth quarter at, like, 11-15. And it was fourth quarter. I remember, like, yesterday. It was fourth quarter, fourth quarter, fourth down, fourth and five. And they were – 
And I thought they were going to get the first down. The lights cut off. <laughs> so I'm like, this is just like a high school reunion right here for me. Right, right. And then they start flashing red. I'm like, man, you know what? We got to let them score one more time so I can see it. But I was like, we, we don't need to let them score. I was just joking. But, yeah, that's going to up the Jones, though. That is going oh, to yeah. up the Jones. Once we get the new stadium and all that going around, I just – I can't wait to come back in like two, three years to see what uh, see what Coach McGuire has done and just cover her cut with this with this program. You need to talk to Kelly about getting you in the offense. Jalen got got his. Why you know, can't I you? Always, I always joke with him, but you know, I think the <laughs> offense got soft, so I think I'm gonna just take it on defense. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson with us on the Rockin' pregame today, and uh, sticking around for another segment. Let's talk some uh, some more uh, tech football, and Let's do it. still got to find out how you got that nickname, the Rabbit. I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear the actual story. So uh, we got that coming up next here. Cinco de Mayo, come out here to uh, Bubba's thirty three. Celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo with us today. Let's face it. On a Friday, none of us really need an excuse not to get, you know, not to work. But when it's when it's Cinco de Mayo, that even gives you next level excuse. It's just like nobody's working today. Just come on and hang out with us out here at Bubba's 33. So more to come here. The Red Raider Outfitter rocking pregame live from Bubba's 33 on Rock. It's the Red Raider Outfitter rocking pregame on Rock 101.1 with Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon. And the host of the Rockin' Pregame, Jeff Scott. All right, come out here and celebrate Cinco de Mayo with us today here at uh, Bubba's 33. We got the rabbit, Daydreon Taylor Demerson from Texas Tech, joining us here. We're talking about his camp that's coming up. And uh, if you got kids at, uh, you know, elementary school kids or up to uh, 12th grade, I guess, yes, they, yes, they come out for this camp. And uh, just in case people are just kind of tuning in, checking it out, tell us again the, the date for the camp and where they go to get involved. The date in it. for the camp is uh, next Saturday, uh, what month is this, what, May 13th? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. May 13th, uh, you can go find the link uh, on my on any of my social media, Dajun Taylor Demerson is the easiest way to find me, or you can go to BAMFAM, www.bamfam.org, and you can scroll down to BAMFAM Foundation Free Camps, and you can scroll down and fill in the, fill in the, uh, the little flyer, or you can go to tinyurl.com dot com slash rabbit camp and they'll take you right to the uh sign up sheet all right so data and taylor demerson everybody knows you as that but a lot of people you know, know you as rabbit too i always yeah. wonder how, how how'd you get that nickname okay so i got the name when uh actually at my second football practice ever so my guy my mom knew this guy named Corey, which is uh his son jerome is my best friend to this day be my best man at my wedding um and um i was just we played uh a one grade up yeah, and all the guys were way older, way bigger than me. The only thing I knew about football was if I had the ball, I'm not letting you tackle me. <laughs> I'm not letting you tackle me. We, we, we were big on tackle the man uh, in my neighborhood. All the kids come come to my house. We had the biggest backyard, so tackle the man was uh, was uh, like a legend game back there. Um, but, uh, I got the name, so one game they gave me the ball, and it's like nobody could nobody could catch me just because I was just terrified of getting tackled. Like, I didn't get tackled. So they gave me the name uh, Bunny Rabbit because it's, it's hard to catch Bunny Rabbit on foot. So that's kind of how it came along. And then as I got older, it was Bunny Rabbit for like two years, and then it became like B Rabbit. And then when as I got to like middle school, high school, everybody just dropped the B and it just became Rabbit. And I yeah. never thought it was gonna stick this long, but literally that's what everyone calls me. Yeah. And some of my friends when they like when I meet some of their new friends, they say, "Oh, this is Rabbit." And I'm like, "No, nah, my name is Daydream." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't. I try not to introduce myself as Rabbit to. People that I, that I really don't know, I just like that, right. especially in the professional level. I'll say, "Hey, my name's Dajun," but everyone calls me Rabbit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
man. Yeah, literally everyone literally calls you rabbit. Like no one. I heard my <laughs> first name, my first name on game day. That's probably probably about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just hear it so much. So you grew up in Oklahoma, and you mentioned in our last segment that you uh, you went to Carl Albert, which is I guess Oklahoma City High School. Home so, of the champions. The home of the champions. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I put that so, in there. So, you know, you find yourself at Texas Tech now, and you've had a successful career so far and getting ready for another season here. So, um, I mean, obviously being, you know, a, a good football player in the state of Oklahoma, I think a lot of people automatically just start going, well, gosh, man, you know, you got Oklahoma, you got Oklahoma State, even Tulsa. How did you uh, how did you get out of the state of Oklahoma, you know, and uh, end up at Texas yeah, Tech? So I, unfortunately, I didn't get offered by none of those schools, but I grew up a, I grew up a Pokes fan, so that was kind of like, I was kind of wishing they had pulled the trigger on me, but you know, I, obviously I didn't. But um, so, but yeah, my recruiting process though, uh, kind of rough. You know, I didn't have really too many big offers. Uh, I was committed to Utah State, and I was about to sign. I committed, and then I would probably say a week later, uh, coaching staff got fired. Well, Matt Wells' staff when they came here. So uh, they so was left. he the one recruiting you at Utah yes, State? Yeah, play running okay. back. I was going to play running back. They had a guy leaving. Uh, Darwin Thompson, which he's an Oklahoma native from uh, Tulsa. He, I can't remember what school he went to, but yeah, I was coming in to take a spot. Like he was, he was leaving, and I feel like I can go in and play. So that's why I feel like I chose that school. And then they left, but I was committed to the school. I wasn't really committed to a coach, like you know. what I'm saying like, same way I was committed to Carl Albert. You know, what I'm saying I, I, I love the school. I love what they opportunity they presented for me. So I was just taking it the same route as going in Utah State. And then when the new coaching staff got there, they pulled my scholarship. I was mm. at. I was in Bartersville, Oklahoma at a basketball game. We were about to play in the championship, and I get a phone call. I'm like, who's calling my phone right now for the basketball game? And I answered it, and it was uh, the new running back coach. And he was like, hey, man, we love your game and all that, but, like, we're the situation that we're in right now, we got to come in and secure our job spot, which, I mean, now that I'm older, I understand the business of the game now. Yeah. So I, at the time, I'm just like, okay, man, I hope they don't have to play us. Wherever <laughs> I'm going to be personal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they pulled my scholarship, and then, so I was literally balling before the game. Like, my coaches, he just knew something was wrong with me. But I was over in the corner just quiet. He just knew something was wrong, and I was just over there balling. Like, I thought I, I thought I found where I was going to go to home at because the process has been so stressful because, like, all my friends, like, and not to toot my horn, but I'm better than all those guys. I was, I, I felt me personally that my athletic skill set was better than all those guys to go play at a high level, and they were just getting all these offers, and I just didn't know what. I was getting so down, like, what am I going to do? So at that point, I was like, you know what, like, I'm not really worried about where I go to school at. I just want to play football. So yeah. it doesn't matter what school. So I was looking at Western Illinois, and that's I was took a visit there, and I was going to go there and play really early. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of this, go here, play a year or two, and then just go the route because, you know, everybody's story is different. And then uh, Keith Patterson called me one night, and he was like, uh, hey, man, you were, uh, we're thinking about uh, giving you a shot here. Like, would you play safety? And I'm on the phone like, you not seen my high school family. You want me to play safety for you? Like, I can easily run the ball. We can be just fine. Yeah. So I took the opportunity. You know, I, t I took a chance on myself. You know, it's turned out pretty good. Like, yeah. next year I plan on being in the big league, man. I All wouldn't. Right. Uh, you asked Daydream five years ago, man. I would I would have told you I was going to the NFL, but that's just me, the spirit of a young guy. Like, I, I didn't really believe it. Like, I didn't know what it would take to get there. So, uh yeah, I'm blessed to be here. I'm glad they gave me the opportunity. And then since Joe, since uh, Coach McGuire's been here, the opportunity is just through the roof. He makes he makes me feel better about myself as a man, as a dad, as a player. So yeah, he's a he's a great dude. He's, he has a lot of uh, a lot of how would I say? He has a lot of he has an effect on my future. He has a big effect on my future. Yeah. 
You mentioned McGuire. I'm curious about DeRuiter, the effects he's had on you in the, in the defense. Cause you know, uh, DeRuiter, I mean, he's a Cali dude. Yeah. We joke about him all the time. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a funny dude. Yeah. Coach DeRuiter is uh, actually pretty funny. Yeah. He jokes around with us a lot of time. He's in the DB room a lot just because uh, him and Coach Yates mm-hmm. come from the same place. So he's in there. Uh, he's a cool dude. You know, he's a... Uh, He's always transparent with us. Every time he comes in a meeting, he doesn't care if there's recruits on the top of the room or if there's coaches up there or if there's parents up there. Like, he's the same guy. Like, he like he's, he just had two first round, two top ten yep. picks two years in a row. Like, that's to tell you a lot about what he does. You know, yeah. uh, he's a very dedicated dude. You go in there in the meeting, he's a, he'll laugh with you, joke with you, talk to you about anything. So, yeah. And he always has candy in his office. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, a, that's, a, that's like always a good yeah, thing. And he, he has the best candy, too. And then he has this new, like, this portable Pac-Man machine. It's like probably. Oh yeah. You guys can't see it on the radio, but it's about this big. Okay. You just yeah. play Pac-Man on it, so I go in and see what he sometimes and play <laughs> on it. Can you beat him? At Pac-Man? I haven't tried. I ain't seen this high score yet, but I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at Pac-Man. I'm, good, yeah. I'm good at video games. So. You know, Rabbit, I was interested in what you said after the spring game that this was going to be your last ride. Because you, do you have another year? You have two years of eligibility left. Yeah, is that so right? Like COVID second, year. So this is technically my COVID senior year. Okay. But I'm treating it as like as a, as if I registered it. But I didn't. I'm a true senior here, so I'm just treating my first year here as my redshirt fit, my redshirt year on the field, right. basically. So I've learned. I, that's that's kind of why I feel like I've I'm in the position that I'm in right now. You know, when I got here, Coach Wells and Coach Patterson they threw me in the fire. I didn't know I didn't know what yeah. what defense was. I didn't know what cover two was. I knew what man was. That was it. I knew how to play man. That was basically all I knew about coverages. So they threw me in a fire. I started my first game against Oklahoma State. So that was pretty dope. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we beat them, too. And, you know, all my whole family is uh, Pokes fan, and they were there. So it was just like it was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful game. I got ran over by Chuba Hubbard, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> a lot was, of people got ran over by I him. I was just yeah. stoked out there playing against them. Like, bro, I was telling my name. Like, my name's Daydrin. <laughs> <laughs> man, bro, I like your game. And he's out there like, man, I ain't on your team right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. pretty good. Yeah, but the opportunity to that I've had here, man. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Yeah, and, you know, my daughter's from Levy too, so yeah, we're always gonna be a part of the OBK, man. Yeah, yeah. You have a young family. Can you speak to that and how's how it's kind of obviously it's changed your life? Um, at first, man, I didn't know how it was gonna be, man. I was, I've obviously never had a kid before. <laughs> I've never taken care of a kid before. You know, I've never holding a toddler in my life. I'm holding like a probably like a, <laughs> a two year old, but I've never held anything that small in my life. You know, but. Uh, I've always wondered what my why was, why I play the game. You know, it's easy to say you play for your family, play for your mom, all that. But I didn't really know how much the game meant to me until until uh, uh, March 25th, my daughter was born, man. It's my just, birthday, too. Yeah, okay. and then just seeing all my teammates out there just encouraging me, you know, yeah. uh, cheering me on, like, hey, we hope everything's fine. Everybody checking on me. It made me feel so loved, you know. But, yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's my rock, man, my best friend, man. Dude, I tell you, there is nothing to me. I've got, I've got three kids. I got two sons that are my older, and then uh, my daughter, and she's the baby of the family. She's oh. my only girl, and I'm telling you, man, there's some having a daughter. Man, it's something I, it's about just it, man. The I best, don't know. Yeah, I, I'll have a bad day. Like the other day, when I went to go see her. We uh, before we have uh, before spring ball ended, so probably about a week and a half ago, two weeks. Had a terrible practice. I'm talking about, I'm upset, like. I'm in the car talking to myself like, hey, bro, you got to get this S together because we, we got goals to get to, so you got to get together. We can't be practicing like this because my coaches stay on me, and I and I appreciate them being transparent and 100 with me at, at all times. You know, my, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Coach Martin on staff, I don't know what his name I call him Team Dad. I just call him Team Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he coached at a school in Jones, Oklahoma. And that was probably about 15 minutes from Colorado High School, Midwest City, Jones, Oklahoma. And my freshman year, I wanted to go to his school. I wanted to play for him so bad. So when Coach McGuire came here, he came here. 
and it's basically like having my old, basically one of my old high school coaches here. You know, I, I worked That's out with cool. him during COVID at his house with his son Braden and uh, my man Sean Shaw is just uh, committed to uh, Texas, Texas State from Iowa State. Yeah, he just transferred from Iowa State to Texas State. So yeah, uh, having him in the building is is what is what made me a pro. You know, it's always staying on me, telling me after every practice, hey, you did this good, you did this bad, this is what you need to work on. Like every day before practice, he's coming to me, giving me a one percent. You know, yeah. so you know just. The coaches that we have in the building, you know, they're NFL-style guys. You know, we run a program just like an NFL-style program. So, you know, the guys go to the next league, it should, just, it should be like clockwork. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Rabbit, this whole community is super pumped for football. They think the sky's the limit. So much excitement. Goals are all obtainable. You're in there. What can we expect this year from this team? Oh, the Big 12. We will be in Dallas. I made a video. It's in my phone still that we will. Somebody asked me last year what the goal was. I said, we want to be back here at, uh, at media day. They said, we'll be back here in Dallas. We're going to play at man. You know, I got to get used to playing in that stadium one day. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's the goal, Big 12 championship. We got a lot of guys that's going to help us get to that championship too. You know, um, me personally, I'm not trying to get stuff started around here. But me personally, I've been here four years. I feel like this is the. I'm not going to say it like that. Just I respect all the teams and all their good. But I feel like this is the easiest schedule that I, me personally, that we've had at Texas Tech. I feel like this is going to be. Not saying the teams aren't, aren't good. Not saying anything about because I respect every team we play. But I just feel like this is the easiest schedule that we have, so I'm expecting a lot of a lot of good stuff from this team. You know, we got a, the transfer pool. We got a lot of guys. Like, my man Steve, uh, Steve Linton from Syracuse transfer, edge rusher, plays B-Force in the boundary. Phenomenal. Phenomenal dude. And then y'all, we just saw Tyreek Wilson get drafted. We got two Tyreek Wilsons now. We got Miles Cole and Steve Linton. Like, literally, if you just watch the spring game, look at the starting defense go out. Look at the size. I'm the smallest guy after by far. But I played the tallest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got to – it just looks – the defense is – I can't even speak about it, man. It's, it's going to be a lot coming around. And then Killy, man, the guru, man, they got a lot of stuff going around. I'm excited for my man, T-Shuck, man. I got him winning the Heisman. <laughs> I got him winning the Heisman. You don't understand, yeah. like, practicing against that guy. Practice is like – you know, everyone, all the young guys always uh, talk about, hey, I want to get some experience, like, throw me in a fire, like – Practicing at Texas Tech University is being thrown in the fire. Like we have a high-level offense, we have two NFL-style quarterbacks. In the defense side, we throw so much at our offense; they see everything they're going to see in the season during practice. So, like, by the time we get to our, uh, our our first game on Saturday, like in Wyoming, like it should just everybody should just be like in a move. It should it should just be like waking up. That's how it should be. It should just be like waking up. But you know, at the same time, there's no magical calls. We got to go out there and execute, you know what I'm saying? As much as we can say we want this season to be a big show season, we still got to go out and put the work in. Yeah, can't, can't slack just because we had an okay season last year. You know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good season last year for guys that have been here before because it hasn't been like that in a while. So being in, that, being in that environment, winning, you know, it felt good. You know, I come from a winter high school, so, I mean, that's what I expect every day. Like, we should go out there and win every single time. Don't got to be pretty. Sometimes it'll be ugly, but, uh, you know, that's how I feel. So you know, talk about Coach McGuire, and you, you really—I can tell just hearing you talk just briefly about him, what you think of him. But you always hear a lot, you know, fans hear a lot of stuff about you know coaches come in, yeah, we're gonna this culture and we're gonna change a culture, we're gonna do these things. Every coach in America says that stuff. You got to say it. You know, everybody tries to build a culture, but it always feels like Coach McGuire has come in and he is really—he really has instilled a culture. What is that like? You know, a guy that's living it every day. What what's the difference? of what he has instilled as opposed to, you know, lots of coaches say that kind of stuff, but yeah. how's he able to do that? Um, I feel like it's the Texas high school coaching. You know, I feel like he understands what 
with uh, how the high school process works, how the recruiting works, and how and what he expects from his kids when he was at Cedar Hill when, when, when they get to college. So I feel like that mindset he has there has help, helped him, you know, just uh, fluctuate the program and, and like, uh, put the brand on this way. It's the toughest hard most competitive team in the country. Like, it's a lifestyle. Like, we've reached yeah. that, like, like it's nothing. Like, that's not just out there in the weight room or out on the field. Like, that is at home, like, when no one's looking. Like, be the brand. Like, be a pro. Every day we see him. We get a text message from Coach McGuire every day. He probably didn't text us yet, but he probably didn't send us text. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrate, be a pro, watch some film, you know, do something. Yeah, spend 30 minutes on film. Like, he just text, talks to us all the day. So, like, honestly, what I feel like was made us so close to him and what's and which made us want to play for him, like, He's like one of the guys in the locker room. Like, you know, there's nothing like, for, guys, for the guys to play sports out there. Like, there's nothing nothing like that locker room. And we, and we, and we all miss him once we stop playing. But he's like one of the guys in the locker room. Like, he's just like, he's so cool with us. Like, we see him as one of the dudes, but we all know he's the captain of the ship. And, I, and, and, that's, what, and that's what I believe in. You have to have a captain of the ship, you know, that demands, demands whatever. But then you also got to have guys. I don't know if they call the guys, not the captain, in the, in the, on the pirate crew or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to have those guys to buy in. And, I feel like everybody on the team bought in really early when he came because most of us knew him from recruiting. I knew him through Coach Martin. Okay. I come from Jones, you know what I'm saying? I, when I started getting recruited, he, Coach Martin reached out to me and was like, hey, I got a guy at Baylor. I'm going to send him your stuff and see what he thinks about you and all that stuff. So that's how I found out of Coach McGuire. And then when he moved, when he came here, I knew Coach Martin was coming. And so I was like, I'm not leaving. Like, y'all going to be here. Y'all going to be stuck with me. Y'all yeah. are stuck <laughs> with me out here in Lubbock. So, yeah, I mean, Coach McGuire has done a lot for us kids. You know, he's done a lot for the ones. Uh, He's done a lot for the ones that have transferred. You know what I'm saying? Not every yeah. coach is transparent with you about how to transfer. Like, he, 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 he sits our guys in. The guys that leave, sits them in, talks to them. And then he, he's just real with all the guys in our program. So Yeah. I have one question. You being a team leader and being right in the middle of it. That time, uh, after Wells was fired, Cumbie and the rest of the staff were here. And y'all had a decision to go one way or the other. You know? Could have been the season over or play for each other, get to a bowl game, and kind of build some kind of foundation. As one of the team leaders who made that decision to keep playing, because yeah, that was a tough schedule. I think it was like, what, four ranked opponents? You needed one more win to get to a bowl the game at the end of that four season? games, man, it was just, it was crazy, man. But you know what? We had so much fun. Coming, man, we're coming out there, we had so much fun. Practice was fun. He missed fun. I don't even like going to class. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's just that spirit you gotta have around your kids, man. That's what, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna try to implement at my camp on Saturday. You just gotta have that energy out there, man. You see that your coach cares, but it's easy to get your players to care, man. Yeah. Just, well, I'll, I'll run through a brick wall. Coach McGuire said I'm jumping off the building at 5:25. I'll be there at 5:23. Make sure you got somebody to catch. <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's the rabbit, Daydream Taylor Demerson on the Rock and pregame today, man. We appreciate you coming by and. Uh, gosh, I, I feel like we could fill out the rest of the show yeah. just talking to you about yeah. about stuff, man. We, but uh, you know, I, I know you, well, you got probably got finals, right? You got to do some finals. Yeah, I got two more exams left. All right, yeah, so yeah, so we got to get some study in here, but uh, got to have some priorities here. But uh, one more time, let everybody know about your camp that you yes, have coming man. up this weekend and how they can get involved in it. May thirteenth, uh, Red Raiders. Uh, May thirteenth at uh, Lubbock, uh, Lubbock High over off of. Uh, at 19th University. Yeah, yeah Chapman Field right yeah, there at Chapman, their fa yeah. facility. Really nice facility. Yeah, real nice facility. Uh, you can get to the link www.bamfam.org. You can scroll down to Bamfam Free Camps. You can scroll down and you can find my name and then once you find all that stuff, you keep scrolling down and you can log in and you can fill in the information on that or you can go to tinyurl.com slash rabbitcamp 
and it'll take you right to the link. You know, uh, once again, this is a this is a free camp, free of charge. You know, I just want everybody to come out. We got some great sponsors to the camps. We're going to give T-shirts out. We're going to have uh, a lot of the guys on the team there, the guys that are still in town. So it's going to be a fun time. We're going to go out there. Uh, we're going to have water and everything supplied. We're going to feed you guys. We're going to go out there and have a good time. Just basically, this is a three-hour recess. <laughs> three-hour nice. recess. Is that guys. 9 to 12? No, the camp the camp time has changed. Okay. Just so we can give got people time to wake up. Okay. Go through the so day. twelve so to we're, three. We're gonna go twelve to three. It's gonna be a little hot outside, so let's hydrate, guys. Let's hydrate. And and guys and girls, the age group? Guys and girls. Anybody anybody is welcome to the camp. You know, it doesn't matter. Honestly, I'm not even really worried about the age group. You know, anybody yeah. can come. Anybody yeah. anybody can come out and have fun, you know. This is a free camp right over there in the community. A lot of kids over there in that area, you know, there's a bunch of schools over there in that area too, so hopefully Hope we have a good turnout. Yeah, I have some forty-year-olds out there. Yeah, they yeah. Are. When you said anybody could come out there, some drills. Uh -oh. yeah, living that drill. Some of those yeah. fans are going to come out there. I'm gonna have my whistle too. I just got a new whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, you have, do you have any drills for old guys that involves a recliner? Possibly. I mean, I could probably be down you know, for well, that. I probably get you to do. They make you go over a bag and then sit in a recliner, make you okay. work for it, make you work for the life. <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. Yeah. All right, Daydrion Taylor Demerson, man, we're looking forward to seeing uh, seeing you this uh, this fall in the Jones, yes. and uh, good luck on the season. And thank you for uh, spending time with us today no on the Rock and Free Game. I think I'm right. coming back uh, next week, right? You come back? Yeah, heck yeah, well, he's always got an yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Cool? <laughs> if he wants right. to, yeah, oh. yeah. Listen, if they'll invite me back week after week, you, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in. in, man. So don't worry. <laughs> All right. All right, we come back next. It'll be time to talk some uh, Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. Our friend Keith Patrick from Red Raider Dugout waiting in the wings to talk some Tech baseball in the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame live from Bubba's 33 on Rock. It's the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Brought to you by Bubba's 33, Chrome, Mitch Hall Chevrolet, and Signs on the Go. All right, it is time to talk some Texas Tech baseball and our buddy Keith Patrick from Red Raider Dugout dropping by. Keith, how are you in this fine Cinco de Mayo? I'm good, man. I have, right. a, I have a deep cut for you on Cinco de Mayo. Okay. Oh, all right, let's hear it. So, hometown, Goliad, Texas. All right. Okay. Famous Texas history. All right. Fanning the, uh, the massacre, the whole deal. In the front of the Presidio de la Bahia, when you go, there's, a, there's an old house. It's the birthplace of General Ignacio Zaragoza, who is the hero of the Battle of Pueblo, the reason they have Cinco de Mayo. That's right. So yeah, born, okay. Pueblo, also yeah. born in Goliath. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of people casually think that uh, Cinco de Mayo is about the Mexican Independence Day, but no, it's the Battle of Pueblo. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So, right. Goliath, lots of great things going on there. Nice. You know, Very check good. it out in South Texas. By the way, I know it's become kind of a tr tradition uh, when you drop by. It's uh, you know it's our fashion talk here on the Rock and Pony. Uh -oh. yeah. So, I, I, know I don't think this is a poncho shirt or a Haller Brothers. No, it? What do you got today? It's just, a, just an Eddie Bauer little okay. button-up, right. simple. All you right. Know. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention the poncho shirts or the, the pearl snaps. <laughs> uh, i tell you, the next one I, 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 I got to get is... Uh, they, they, I just noticed they restocked their the solid black short sleeve pearl snap poncho. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are badass. Yeah. I want one of those. So, yeah. <laughs> Pete came ready because at one time when we you know, mocked him for not knowing about pearl snaps and all that, he, he was rocking the Red Ritter Outfitter 
Like sideline polo. That, that, is, a, that, that is a nice looking polo you got there. Is that their, uh, was it dark? What's their line? Dark, dark, dark horse. Dark horse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they I got, think I have that one. Yeah, they got the, the luxury brand shirts there. I feel there, honored you know? that. I feel you're in the fashion, man. There you go. Oh, dude, I'm tell, every, every time he comes in with those shirts, I'm like, dang, I need that one, too. You know, I think I've got three ponchos right now. I don't have a Howler Brothers. That's next on my list, but we'll, we'll get there. So, Well, tell us what state Red Raider baseball's in. They're down 6 nothing to ACU. That game's going to be... Uh, finished up before the game that they play here. They lose two or three to Kansas State, fall out of the top 25. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Red Raider baseball is in a position where they cannot afford to stub their toe the rest of the way. That's that's the best way that I can put it. The RPI remains uh, right around 60. I think it moved up to 59 last night, you know, with other games going on, things like that. But uh, you have got to take care of all the business in front of you. Uh, Jared and I were just talking off air, yeah. you know, that – uh, what can help you at this point? And really, you have one series left. You're going on the road to West Virginia. Last I saw, they were 16 in the RPI. They're leading the Big 12. They're they're red hot right now. Uh, you can you've got to go in there and do something. You know that's the best option you have to increase your potential. And the reason I talk about RPI so much, the committee looks at it. I yeah. mean, it's important yeah. to them. And so uh, I just did a spot check. I haven't dug into all 20 years, but I just grabbed hey 2019. What did it look like? The lowest RPI team in 2019 that got into the field was at 55. Oof. And there were three that were kind of in that range, and one of them was Florida State in Mike Martin's last year. They weren't going to let him miss that tournament. Right, so yeah. you're in a position right now where you are a bubble team from the RPI standpoint, and you have got to take care of some business. Yeah, that kind of shocked me, to be honest, when we were talking. that You said, I, I said, what, regionals, is, is that the ceiling? And you, and you said, oh, they may not even make the tournament. And honestly, that didn't even occur to me. That tech baseball, right, yeah. because of what Tadlock's done, you know, in sure. the staff and everything, what this program has become. What is, are there repercussions of not making the tournament in terms of moving forward, or is that a little overdramatic? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, you didn't make the tournament in 2015. Now, that was earlier in the tenure. Mm -hmm. uh, and you turned around and, and made it to Omaha in 16, you know, and, and you had made it the year before in 14. I mean, it's not the end of the world. The recruiting is still in excellent shape. Uh, I think that what you're really dealing with this season, and you did last season too, is just scheduling and mm -hmm. having to deal with – I mean, they have a challenge. They, they absolutely have a challenge in midweeks. It's tough. There's just not a lot of regional – D1 teams that help you in your midweek. And it's hard to go jump on a charter in any sport, no matter your resources, to jump on a charter for a midweek game, a single game especially, you know, wherever against a quality opponent. This is not easy to, to make it happen. So um, that's tough, and I think that as the Big 12 now expands and you start seeing, you know, we started to hear who you're playing, who you're not playing, some of that, uh, you're losing non-con series. And mm -hmm. so you kind of run out of room. You don't really get the tune-up series anymore. It's like you're going to have to have quality opponents stacked up. And, and I don't think the mantra is gone, but the days of, of like, we'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere, bring your sack lunch, like some of that kind of moxie mm -hmm. that, we, that we have seen from this program, you're going to have to have it, you know, yeah. because at this point everything matters. And I was not thinking, you know, um, bubble team until the K-State series. Yeah. And then after you get that series lost, now it's pushed you into a spot where it's very difficult to start making up any ground. And, uh, I mean, it would be a surprise to go into Morgantown and get a series win. It would. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're red hot right now, and you have some struggles. And so... Um, and then, it, I'll be honest, I don't blame, I mean, just knowing Tim Tadlock as a human, I don't think he was going to shy away from that Abilene Christian continuation or try to game that system at all. Um, but it's a tough spot to be in to walk it back into the fourth and, and you're down 6 nothing. 
Well, and that's my that was going to be my next question was I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I remembered last year some other Big Twelve or bigger programs like mysteriously canceling some oh, late yeah. midweek yeah. series yeah. because it would hurt their RPI. Is that something that Tadlock would consider or not? You think? I don't have that impression of him. It's hard to speak for him, but I don't have the impression that he is the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah. I mean, to those teams who are also trying to play their season that we've made a commitment to as a program to play them. Uh, A&M was one of those last year that, that was canceling late, worked out for them. They went to the College World Series. Uh, you, you are in a position now in college baseball until they fix something that you have to play that RPI game. Um, but I, I just don't get that impression that Texas Tech would be a team to start just, especially late, to just start getting rid of series. I also yeah. think, you know, in this situation, you're struggling in some areas. You know, your offense is, is struggling right now. You're kind of dipping offensively. you got some pitching things you're still trying to figure out, and you need to play some games. You're like, you want to continue to try to get better every day. So, no, and, and some of that last season that was happening, too, it was a year that, that mid-majors were really pitching – major teams backwards and bringing weekend starters into the midweek and trying to steal one from the highly ranked team so that was tough too because you know that the number four team isn't able to to do that you know to flip their rotation over just for one game and so to be prepared Uh, so there was some of that going on but again it just goes back to the rpi is not a good metric for a sport that relies on three game series you know with midweeks as well so what do you think you know looking at now that this season the way it's played out um, you know, I, I feel like it's probably played out differently than what most of us would have predicted at the beginning of the season. Is it youth? I mean, or inexperience? I mean, or is it that? Or is it just what? What do you, what do you kind of you know when you look at where Tech is right now? Yeah. What, what do you? It's looking on it. What do you? What do you think uh, the overall kind of story is on that? I think youth is part of it. I, I definitely do. I think that that. And you have some youth that has really stepped up, and you have, and when I say youth, I mean kind of new to the team too. Right, I mean, right, you have yeah. some other transfers, JUCO. You have some guys that really stepped up and been big and 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 grown up in front of you a little bit, and you still get freshman moments from some of those young guys, you know. Right. But um, ultimately, when you really dig into some of those offensive numbers, I think that you're just a little bit hot and cold uh, offensively. You can only be the hottest hitting team in the country for so long, you know. I mean, yeah. at times you're going to have some some dips and and things like that. And um, but but for me, the 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 inconsistency coming with your arms is what's really hurt you. Yeah. You had a you had a drop off uh, some of your starters. Mason Molina has taken a step back forward, you know, a couple of weeks, and you feel good about where he is. Uh, but you struggled figuring out your Saturday starter. Trendon Parrish has has kind of come on with a couple of good ones, and so you're hoping that trend continues. You haven't figured out a Sunday starter, right? And, and so All really, here, if, yeah. if there's a if there's a story, and it's not a new story, injuries have really yeah. hurt this team. And yeah. I think that the Bo Blessy injury has been big. Uh, as far as your third, you know, your third starting arm and an elite arm at that. Uh, and I think that you can't discount, and most fans may not know the name, Gavin Ducart was set to be your second baseman. He was a transfer from Oregon State um, and by all accounts was excellent. I mean, it was just everything he needed. And he had really a career-ending injury. Wow. Um, and, and to speak of the kid, I mean, Coach Tadlock has said, like, hey, that kid's coming back and doing senior day with us. Like, he was that kind of leader in the fall, you know. Wow. And so I think that was a big loss. That bumped around some guys. It pushed some guys into positions you didn't expect. Uh, you also lost uh, a guy named Travis Sanders that was a freshman. One of the He's the other guy in addition to Zane Petty that was drafted out of high school and chose to come to, to Tech. Um, lost him to injury, and so uh, probably another guy that would have been in the mix. So some of those things, you know, you're, you're pushing dudes around, and 
I mean, it's just baseball to some extent, but, yeah, it, I feel the disappointment right along with everybody else right now and uh, want this team to come out and with the swagger that you love when they have, yeah. you know, and just go out there and, and own the day, and you certainly need to against the Bearcats. Well, it's I've always maintained that baseball to me seems like the hardest. I mean, I'm sure any coach in any sport would argue, but baseball seems so hard to recruit because, you know, if you get high-level guys, chances are they're going to get drafted. So you got to get guys that are good enough not to quite get drafted, but are good enough to be great players. Uh-huh. And then just the way baseball set up with so many opportunities in the minor leagues compared to a football situation or even basketball, you know, right. G League and some things. But baseball just has so many opportunities for guys to go to the next level that it just seems like it'd be really difficult to build a program, you know. And, and I just I think that Tadlock does a great job with that. But it's man, it's got to be it's really a hard tough. Balance. Man, it's a, yeah, it is. It's a balance, you know. Yeah. Trying to yeah. And you're already riding that balance, and then you add in nil and all the other things and that constantly like injuries, keep you know? changing. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Man, it's crazy. All right, Keith Patrick, Red Raider dugout with us today talking Texas Tech baseball. We come back here. We'll talk a little bit about this series this weekend against Sam Houston. And uh, also, uh, Pete, I guess you'll, you're will you going to try to stump uh, Keith again. With, yes, uh, I some... sure will. Today, <laughs> today is the day. Yeah, on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, we this, is, this is our version of Stump the Schwab. Y'all remember that show on this? Right, yeah, yeah. So Stump the dugout guru here. Yeah, Pete always likes to bring up some uh, former Tech players and where they are in the minors and see if he can stump Keith. So that's always fun too so we got that coming up more red raider baseball come celebrate cinco de mayo with us today man we got a we got a nice crowd here at bubba's 33 it's a spirited crowd cinco de mayo it's uh it's friday i mean what else do you want so come out here and join us and uh have some fun with us today more to come here on the red raider outfitter rock and pregame live from bubba's 33 on rock 101 raider dugouts keith patrick all right keith uh, with us today and uh just real quick coming up uh, we've got waiting in the wings here. We're going to talk some Lubbock Matador soccer. We've got uh, head coach Paul Gilbert uh, in the green room right now. And by green room, I mean here at Bubba's 33 in the table right next to us. But, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up next here. But uh, Red Raiders, you know, baseball, you got a home stand against Sam Houston this weekend. Then you got Tuesday. you got Abilene Christian in the midweek. And uh, uh, Keith Patrick, Red Raider dugout. What do you think? Uh, you know this series against Sam Houston. Obviously, non-conference. Is this a break? Is this a chance to get some things right? Or is Sam Houston a? Yeah, I mean, you know what? What do you? What do you think? About yes, this both. Series? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So all I right. think. Uh, First of all, so this is unique because you're playing during finals. And so mm-hmm. Tech's only approved this twice. The other time wow. was in 2020, and you never got there. Um, so Tech approved it for baseball to play uh, in this series, and uh, I think it's good. You hated those 10-, 12-day breaks, you know, for yeah. finals some years. Um, and every Big 12 team has a out-of-conference weekend, and this is Texas Tech's right here. Uh, but, you know, everybody remembers the history. Sam Houston State knocked you out of your own regional back in 2017. Oh, yeah, I remember Different that. Different coach yeah. now, all that. Uh, this team does not stink, guys. I mean, this isn't one of those like, hey, every ranking in the national rankings, their stats are all 200 or worse. No. Yeah. Uh, they got a dude named Joe Redfield. He's batting 423. He's got 10 home runs, 40 RBIs, 20 walks. And you're like, well, Keith, that's just one dude. Yeah, well, let me tell you about Tyler Davis, who's batting 449 and has five home runs and 45 RBIs and 22 walks. I mean, they got two dudes that are just mashing in their lineup. Yeah. Now, you've done that before. Like, you you played Grand Canyon. They have two MLB draft prospects uh, and sons of major former major leaguers, and you shut them completely down. So you hope that's the case again. Uh, but and, and they're not the only ones hitting in the lineup. But, so, but they're dangerous offensively. 
Um, they have, I would say their Friday night guy is, is their best starter, you know, and the ERA is respectable and uh, the batting average against and things like that. So if you can get out with a win tonight, Friday night, um, then I think you're, you're like your chances a little bit more. But all that depends on your offense coming back into form. And so, I mean, Gavin Cash, and not to just call dudes out, but Gavin Cash, Gage Harrelson, Austin Green, they've all been kind of up and down recently and kind of thought Austin Green was back. You know, he'd been slumping a little bit, thought he's back against Baylor, and then kind of right back on the road against K-State. So uh, you really need that offense to show up. And, and you've been pretty left-handed uh, in your lineup, and so it's important, too. I mean, facing pretty good pitching, you know, you're going to have to get out there and perform. And, um, you know, you've ha- you've seen moments this season from, from a Tech team where you had rough starts from pitchers and your offense is trying to pick them up. And then you've seen times we've had great starts and your offense is kind of wasting it, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. like, hey, let's get get this team back into form here. But uh, you absolutely have to take care of business against this team this weekend. Um, and, and really, you don't have a lot of margin for error the rest of the way, as we've talked about with the RPI stuff. But, hey, this is this is not a nobody. This is a Sam Houston State team that's coming in here dangerous and looking to make noise. They've been road tested. Uh, that's something else that I was I was looking at as far as their schedule goes. They're 28 and 18. They're 12 and 7 on the road. Two and one in neutral sites. Mm-hmm. Um, they took down Texas A&M. They just hammered UTSA in the midweek. It was like 18 to one, 18 to two. Uh, so they, and, I mean, they they took the series against Abilene Christian. They swept Stephen F. Austin. They've played other Big 12 teams and gotten wins or played them really tough. K-State won that they did beat earlier in the season. So uh, this is a tough squad, and you're going to have to bring your A game, I think. And you need the crowd there at Dan Law Field to help, too. So what's funny about baseball is that, you know, it's so easy sometimes as a fan. You sit there and go, eh, they're playing Sam Houston. Well, there's a sweep. Baseball, man, it's no. different. I mean, it's not like football. You see those kind of names. You go, yeah, they ought to win that. Baseball, man, there are some of these smaller uh, schools that play some great baseball, and you, you just cannot look at it like that. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, you look at all the, you know, like Dallas Baptist to me is always a great example oh. of a small school. But man, they are a great baseball yep. program. It's and the they, only program they. It's their only D1 program as a school. Yeah, and they are yeah. extremely competitive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you cannot discount it. But here you talk about Sam Houston. Yeah, Red Raiders are going to have their hands full this weekend. You got six thirty tonight, two o'clock tomorrow. And one o'clock Sunday, it, the way it looks now, this this should stand right because it seems like the last few weeks we've had so many situations yeah. of like bad weather and having to move a game to do a doubleheader on Saturday. But this, I think we're we're pretty good with the schedule probably as of now, right? Yeah, I haven't heard anything weather yeah. related. Pete knows the weather guys. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard John Robinson. I haven't yeah. heard anything. I don't watch but... the weather. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me about the weather. That's not fair. <laughs> you didn't ask John Robinson about his frontal system or his Doppler. No, hey, please, man. You know, People hit me up last night. Did you see these lights in the sky last night? And so, uh, you know, a lot of people said it's Elon Musk's. Oh, the skylight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also it's the Eta Aquarian meteor shower. Pre-dawn hours, May 5th and 6th, 120 to 160 meteors per hour. It's uh, NASA says the fireballs are caused by the Earth running into a dense stream of debris from Halley's Comet. And you can see these glowing lines several seconds to minutes, uh, like at 2 to 4 in the morning coming up. Man, if you have fireballs, you got other problems. But so, you know, it's not liquid fireballs. Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Some people are going to see fireballs in the sky regardless of the BNC go to Mile. Yeah, no kidding. That's funny. I, that's not sports from Pete. That's sports. That's yeah. what that <laughs> <laughs> well, well, back to sports. So we got Sam Houston these three games. But now Tuesday, originally it's a 6.30 game against Abilene Christian. But now they're going to refinish 
the game at 4 o'clock where they're down 6 nothing in the fourth, and then 30 minutes after that, like it's a doubleheader, yeah. they'll start the second game. Is that tough for guys? You're, you're starting mentality. We're down 6 nothing. You might lose that game. Then you got to play another game. I mean, I'm not the coach, but I would say, yeah, that's got to be yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's got to be tough. And what you what you set up now, because you didn't have a continuation of that week, you know, that week, that that day, the next day, when you played them, I mean, Andy Penny texted me and thought I was, I mean, was laughing at me about it, but like, go grab the six nine lefty donkey that you had and roll him right back out against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. whether it's whether it's to finish that game or to to start the next one, you know, I mean. Uh, this team has struggled against their pitching the last two years now, and yeah, you're in a hole, and and that's a that is a really tough mental spot, I would think, Pete, yeah. to jump into and say, all right, let's get this done, and then we got to turn around and face these guys all over again. And, and P.S. We need these. Yeah. You know, See, the, that's what. Needs them. That's the thing. It's like now you're in a position where you you really like you're feeling you the pressure. Need them. Yeah. And so now you're down six nothing. That's that's one of those games you feel like you, you yeah, go out on the tough. field. It's like ah hell, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's going to be tough. And what you want to see from the team and, and and the mentality of it. And I will say, this team has that mentality. Yeah. I mean, it's roll out there that's and show them what we're so, about. Absolutely. Yeah. But you, you need to see them execute it. Get out there. Do the things that make them successful without worrying about the pressure. But at the same time, hey, we're going to show them what we can do. You yeah. know, we're going to yeah. go take care of business. Like, that's what you need to see from them. All right, so Pete, is it is it that time? Here's that time. time. Is it the website stump, up here. Stump the dugout I'm guru start with here. Something, something different first. All time, how many players Texas Tech baseball have been drafted? You got a number? What? I got a number. Wow. Yeah, I got a number. How no would you way. know this number? It's on my website. I have spreadsheets <laughs> to know in to make sure that this is correct. Texas Tech has had 176 draft picks. Wow. Dang, I didn't think he'd know that. And, I, Dang, and I've got another number that you we can get to in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other number? The other number, and it was pretty cool because you hit it you know, just in this last cycle, you have had a smooth 200 pro players. So got oh, guys man. that were drafted, signed undrafted free agent deals, you're right at 200 even. Wow. So, okay. Okay, let's drop some names now. Okay. I believe this guy went to Lubbock High. Michael Davis? Yep. Did, did he go to Lubbock High? Am I, yeah, Mike make, Davis. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Where, what ha, where is he? So Mike Davis, um, he was drafted. He was in, I'm going to forget the uh, farm club he was in. He made it to double A. Okay. He was with the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, which is where Patrick Monteverdi is now. He was there for a little bit, uh, but kind of just let life kind of keep happening and he's now uh, gotten married and and just living you know the life of a guy that's working and has a family but yeah i think he kind of was one of those deals like hey i love baseball but this isn't for me like this yeah. the, the life on the bus is not what i want to do yeah. and he went and got married to a, a beautiful girl and living the dream yep why am i even trying <laughs> uh, what about uh, grant little so Grant Little was in, uh, up through last season, uh, was in uh, a system. He made it up to high A, uh, played some time a little bit here and there in, in Australia, I think. But I think wow. at this point he has, he has hung him up. Man, going to the ends of the earth, man. Oh, that's, man, he's been around. That's impressive, yeah. yeah that's... How about Dylan Noisy? Dylan Noisy's still playing. He's Good. currently in single A, I believe. Yep, single A with, um, I think he's, I want to say he's in the Brewers. Um, uh, no, the Twins. He's in the Twins, and he's with the uh, Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. And so he's been oh, as high. As, he's been as yeah. high as high A, but yeah, he's he's still hanging around. What's your favorite minor league 
team mascot. Name. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I mean, the Sod Poodles is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. The Mighty Muscles is a pretty cool one. I'm a big Savannah Bananas fan. They're not oh, a real yeah. league team, Savannah but we love that. What, what um, is the story on that? I see those videos all the time. Oh. So what is their deal? They're not really a team. I mean, not. So they real. are. So they were a summer college team uh, that hmm. played in, in Savannah. Uh, this guy bought them, and they were trying to figure out, like, hey, how can we do something different, get some people in here, get them excited? And they invented their own type of baseball. They call it banana ball. And hmm. so it has nine rules, you know, and if a fan catches a foul ball, you're out. If, you know, there's, no, there's no walks. <laughs> That's awesome. If, yeah. you get, if you get walked, you just take off running, and they don't get to tag you out until everybody on the team has touched the baseball. So they're trying to, oh, like, awesome. hot potato and tag you at second, yeah. basically. Wow. And you win every inning. Yeah. So, so the home team can walk off every inning. Whoever scores the most in the inning gets a point. Uh, there's a two-hour time limit, and then you go to basically, like, sudden death. So it's pitcher, batter, and a single outfielder, and it's just mano-a-mano seeing that's who can win. It. So, I'm going to watch really, that. And then yeah. they have entertainment built in. You see the TikTok videos. Yeah, that's, that's where I know them yeah. from, TikTok. Yeah. They're, they're umpire yeah. dances. they got a dude on 10-foot stilts. I mean, like, so that's all mixed into the fun. And they have... Their own alter ego team they play, the Party Animals. Um, and they're all like, everybody dances. Every, like, some of them can sing. I mean, it's just very entertaining. But they're all really good baseball players, too. Yeah. And then they'll go play real teams, too. They'll play indie teams. And, oh. I mean, uh, I, I encourage anybody to go on ESPN Plus and watch the Banana Land. It's like a six-part documentary from last season. It's so cool, like, what okay. they're doing. I haven't seen that. It's I not scripted. It. It's not WWE. It's just... Have fun, make baseball fun, make it accessible. Get these players like right in there with the fans, having a good time. It's really fun. But uh, to answer your, the, the, I will answer your your minor league question. Yeah. It's always the alter ego teams that they do, and the utter tuggers has got to be utter tuggers. The utter, I mean, and wow. they will wear full cow print. I think we've all been there a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the utter tuggers are incredible. The pointy boots de Amarillo is the uh, sod poodles alternate one. You know, with the okay. long pointy boots, it's pretty cool too. Yeah. Hey, last one, I just remember when he threw 100 miles per hour here, John McMillan. Yeah, oh, John, oh, yeah. John McMillan's having a killer season. He's in uh, single A. Um, I don't know his path has been a little long. He's 25 now, uh, but he's already got three saves. He had his first career save earlier this season. He's with the Columbia Fireflies um, and doing. And, and so I saw this randomly on Twitter. The Fireflies team store was called the Mason Jar. Like wow. where you put the fireflies. Yeah, yeah. 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 but no, Mc, Johnny Max doing hey, having a really good season in Single A. Like hoping for great things for him. But yeah, he's doing really well. And Patrick Monteverdi, I mentioned him earlier, uh, was the Southern. He's in Double A with the Blue Wahoos, Southern League pitcher. Of of the month his numbers are ridiculous right now like 29 strikeouts his era is like 085 i mean he's wow uh, yeah yeah john mcmillan glad you brought him up man he was always one of my favorite red raiders and it just shows how tough it is oh to 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 advance i mean he has in single a ball and he could throw 100 miles an hour and it's just it's a pretty good hitter too wasn't he didn't he he was the whammer yeah yeah. that's right he was a talented dude he he hit some of the longest balls you ever saw in dan lawfield i'll say i loved his family too his mom actually sent uh, those of us that covered tech baseball sent us like cookie grams and thanked us for for covering john like his senior year yeah that's cool that was awesome well, that's cool. Keith Patrick from Red Raider Dugout. And uh, as always, you know, let everybody know, man, where, where to follow you and all the great work you do. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, at Red Raider Dugout on Twitter, really active on there. RedRaiderDugout.com, all the pros we're talking about, all these numbers, all that stuff is all on there. Game recaps. So we have the Dinger Derby podcast, David Collier and myself. Had a pretty cool one this week. We have Dr. Alan Reifman. He's a professor in uh, human sciences at Texas Tech. Uh, he, he's, he's like in the American Academy of Baseball Research. So oh, wow. he'll come 
come out with like, hey, dig into the analytics. How good is Gavin Cash? That's what this one was about. Like, how good is he and his home run numbers? So yeah. really cool stuff, kind of analyzing the game. But so, yeah, go check it out. We appreciate all the support, guys. Yeah, that's the fun stuff about baseball, man. It was like sabermetrics. What is it? What, sabermetrics. Met- yeah. Metric. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the stuff about baseball that's fun to follow. So yeah, cool. All right, well, uh, Keith Patrick, Red Raider dugout. Thanks for being here again. And yeah. uh, you back next week? Or I think so. Here. All right, we're yeah. good. All right. All right, well, Keith, have a good week. Enjoy your Cinco de Mayo, and, uh, you know. You know Wait, remember Goliath. Yeah. Remember Goliath. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All right. All right, man. Keith, thanks a lot. All right, coming up next here, we're going to talk some Lubbock Matador soccer, or if you're really super into soccer, I probably should call it football, right? But uh, for, for my purposes, soccer, you know. I've, hey, I've come a long way, though. I've come a long way, Paul. Head coach Paul Gilbert from the Lubbock Matadors stops by to, uh, you know, just uh, listen in on, uh, you know, what's going on with the Matadors and the excitement uh, before the Red Out game to open the season. That is coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame, live from Bubba's 33, where we are celebrating Cinco de Mayo and Rock 101. It's the Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1 with Pete Christie, Jarrett Johnson, Sean Dillon, and the host of the Rockin' Pregame, Jeff Scott. The Lubbock Matadors. All right, getting ready for another season of the Lubbock Matadors soccer. And we've got head coach Paul Gilbert joining us today on the Rockin' Pregame. And thanks for being here for uh, Cinco de Mayo. How you doing? Oh, great. Great to be back in Lubbock and uh, to see some familiar faces again and ready to get going. Yeah, man. Everything you hear, I mean, guys are, it looks like uh, rosters filling out nicely. Got some good, you know, some really good players and uh, maybe taking another, another step is growing, uh, you know, Matador soccer in Lubbock and everything. So we're really excited about the season and everything. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, when we started out with this project and this, this club, being really relational driven and connecting with the community was really really important to us and i thought that was our, our crowning achievement to be honest the first year and and i'm uh have very high expectations for our group and their connection with young people and with the fans of lubbock and really growing this club by the supporters as opposed to solely focused on the individuals that come in yeah. for a summer yeah and and, that, and that's probably true because when you when you got uh you know in the the level of soccer and you know there there is going to be a lot of price a lot of roster turnover and things and so building the the relationship and the team itself is probably i would think more important than like i said trying to build on an on individual or something but you guys have done a great job though of really you know uh being a part of the fabric of Lubbock. I mean, you really have. I think it's remarkable what you guys have been able to accomplish with that. Well, thank you. Thank, we appreciate it. And, you know, when you're dealing with the age group that we're dealing with, with, with college kids, they've got a lot going on in their lives right. in terms of uh, big changes, big decisions, where are they going to go, who are they going to be. And so that, that kind of contributes to a little bit of change in the roster year mm-hmm. in and year out. Yeah. But, but the people in Lubbock and the young people, they stay. They're here. And so for us, if, if we have that base, that community, that, that supporters culture, it, it only attracts people to, to stay for multiple years mm-hmm. or to bring new players in. And, um, you know, for us, that was a, 
a focal point of what we wanted to do last year, and hopefully we can continue to do that this yeah. year. Well, the first games next Saturday, we'll run that down a little bit, but the big change this year is a new venue. You're out at Pirate Stadium. I hear they've upgraded the facilities there. I hear we're going to have smoke bombs, and it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I, I actually went out there yesterday because uh, I haven't been back in a while, so was able to go out to the stadium and took some of the players with us, and, you know, they walked the field, and they, they could, you could just see the excitement uh, in their faces as they looked at the, the scoreboard and the video board and, uh, hey, where's our locker room going to be and where are the fans going to be, where's our bench going to be, and, you know, I, I was impressed, and I'm really excited to, to be in that venue and, and hope that we can really build some type of fortress there yeah. uh, for us and, and be really, really good at home. I know last year I felt like towards the end of the year our, our home field became a huge advantage, and you saw that in the play of other teams and the play of our team. So, yeah, super excited to make that place home and, and ready to get going. And you're getting, really, uh, Matador's getting uh, a reputation around uh, you know, the attendance and the support from Lubbock. I mean, that, that's kind of become a thing around some of these other teams get some, uh, you know, uh, envy of fan support, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty cool to yeah. see. I, I think if you look at the numbers from the MLS to the USL, NPSL, the, you'd be surprised at how high up on the list Lubbock is yeah. for, for our NPSL team over the summer. And, you know, that's why guys want to come play here. And that's why our home field is is so great, and uh, it, it's a little it, it's a little different when we go on the road because there's this is not as much people and right, uh, yeah. it's a bit quieter. But man, the atmosphere when we're at home is is awesome. How's uh, the the team looking? How many guys are back from last year? And maybe talk about some of the guys you're bringing in. Yeah, so guys back from last year, there's about eight eight of them. So the, there'll be a very core group of of what we're looking to do. Um, obviously, Sam Gomez, our goalkeeper, is back, played a lot last year. And then you've got our leading goal scorer, Pablo Galatero-Diaz, who, who is coming back. And then guys like Mitar Mitrovic as well. So a really good group of players coming back. And then, you know, I think, I think the group we're bringing in is, is, is very talented too. So um, Marcus Krogstad, you'll, you'll hear about him. He's, he's an attacking player, really good. Um, Krishan Lopez is a very high-level player who we're still working through some um, some international certification stuff with him, but he should be here uh, at least at, to begin for game two. And so I think, you know, there's they're all talented, and I, I could mention all of them, but hopefully we get the guys in here, they learn our culture, they learn how we do, and by the end of the year we'll be we'll be flying. What's it like having now a, a actual rivalry with West Texas FC out of Midland and the golden tumbleweed up for grabs? Actually having a first year, you were like, well, we're going to see what's going to go on. Now you actually got someone who w wants to take you down. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's an awesome, awesome thing for many, many years to come. Um, they are going to be a very talented group. They have a group of people running that organization who understand the league, so they're going to do well at bringing in good players. They're going to coach them well. And I think they'll be a very, very good team, and that only makes the rivalry better. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. uh, I forgot who, who, who said it the other day. Maybe it was Draymond Green or something that said, like, if one team's always winning, it's not really a rivalry. But I, I think this will be because they're going to be very good. 
uh, and hopefully hopefully we'll be good too. So it'll be some some good football to watch. And you had some players that you're bringing down from Indiana Tech in your NAIA uh, playoff teams that uh, that are coming for this for this year. Yeah, so that's a, a benefit of, of coaching in the NAIA is I can I can work with those players in the summer. So we we brought a, a, a group of guys with us. Uh, make no mistake about it, they understand that like. I'm the head coach of the Matadors, and where you come from, whether you play for me in the fall or spring, is it doesn't really matter at this point. And so I'm super happy that those guys are here. I know them well, have a lot of trust in them. But the most important thing is those guys are amazing people, and that's really what what triggered us to bring them. Is they're going to connect with the community. They're going to be awesome whether they're playing every minute or not playing at all. And so I think. Lubbock was is going to embrace those guys and, and really see what I see in them. When you're talking to players and trying to bring guys on to be a part of the team, you know, obviously you want talented soccer players first and foremost, I would think. But how important is it to you to bring in guys that understand the the importance of you know community involvement and buying into that kind of thing? I mean, is that would you you know do you look at a guy that may, he may be the greatest player you could bring in, but he doesn't care about that kind of stuff? I mean, how do you, how do you balance that kind of thing out, or is that even an issue? Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. So. You know, we do a little presentation with players that we're recruiting, and probably the second or third slide is, hey, this is an expectation I have that you are not just here to go to training and go to games. You are here to connect, to meet people, to exchange phone numbers, to visit people's homes, to go to sponsors' events. This is a a, a, a very... How should I say this? Uh, the total package in terms of yeah, a 360 experience. experience or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's not just simply about you and and your football. It's about the club and you both developing at the same time. And so yeah, and, and some guys maybe that's not what they want for a summer, and that's right. okay. Yeah. How does that 360 experience help them when they're trying? Because the MPSL is not where they want to go. They want to go to League One, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How does doing what they're doing now going to help them in their future yeah it's a good it's a it's a great question and probably one of the things i'm most passionate about if if we if we get uh to talk to me for for a while that would be it is we we there is a piece of we want to develop young men into to really good men who can go out and if if football doesn't work out they've got all these other skills and disciplines that they've learned mm -hmm. and they can take that into whatever field they go into so for us we have a couple workshops throughout the summer where we bring in some professionals in different uh, areas of, of careers that will hey this is how we work with our finances hey this is some CPR training hey the, this is uh, a different skill that that maybe is important and we try to kind of intricately weave those into a football experience as well. See, and, and that's interesting you bring that up because, you know, and you, you get that like college sports too. They're, they're talking about, you know, like I said, developing men to be better men, you know, and raising their kids better and being a good husband and things like that. But we're, you know, when you do that, I mean, obviously your job is to have a winning team first and foremost, but you want to do those things a long way. How do those kind of things when you're teaching guys to be better men for their future, how does that impact 
having a, a great team or the locker room or things like that. I mean, do, 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 does that go hand in hand? Yeah. It all comes back to relationships for us. A team environment is an amazing place to learn how to be successful in relationships, right? Because you've got all these different people with different expectations, different goals. They're all from different places. But you come up with different situations throughout the summer and you use them as teachable moments to say, hey, like, I understand you're upset that he made this decision, but we have to accept other people's decisions sometimes in the game, outside of the game. And if if we have a disagreement, like, we can communicate and talk talk through it and, and maybe we find some common ground. And I think that is the, the best thing about team sports is – developing the communication developing the ability to relate to other people because we see it with successful people time and time again they all have two really common themes they're great at working with people and they pursue excellence every day and those two things if we can do that it's going to be a successful year well coach i wanted to say too i look at the schedule here and People cannot sleep on, well, I'm going to miss the first game and the second game, but I'll try to get to the third. I mean, May 13th to, to June 28th are the home games. I mean, all six of your games are within, you know, six weeks, and then you don't have any home games in July. People need to jump on this starting next Saturday. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I mean, the summer comes and goes pretty quickly, and uh, it's a great experience. And I think I told someone yesterday, the best thing about it is it's an experience for everyone. So if you're a family of four and you want some family fun, it's awesome. If you're a young person and you, you want to get with the mozos and enjoy the pregame and the postgame stuff, like it's that too. And so I think if you can get out early, you'll, you'll get a taste and you'll, you'll just want to keep coming back. And, and yeah, I know moving out to uh, Cooper, you know, there's some opportunities that have changed May for the game day experience. So for people to come out, I mean, you, really, there's there's an opportunity to have fun for an after, I mean, you know, an afternoon or evening or whatever. It's not just coming out for the match, but there's a lot of pregame and, and the atmosphere of it all. Talk a little bit about what people can expect when they come out to the games. Yeah, so I think we we're working on our pregame process and. It's a, a community getting together and sponsors tables and different activities for kids. I know we've we've talked about some some different things in terms of uh, um, like a rock wall and some 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 uh, inflatables mm-hmm. and all kinds of food and fun and I think the best part is we're all doing it together yeah. and there's just going to be a, a large community of supporters for the Loving Matadors who not only do you have fun doing things, but you have fun being with other people. And if we saw anything during COVID, it was that we miss that person-to-person relational aspect of our lives, and we want it now, and we want it all the time. And I think the Lubbock Matadors really provide a a great opportunity for that. GM Dustin McCorkle uh, here with us as well. So um, tickets, you know, people want to come out to these games. Maybe they didn't come out last year, but they've heard about it and want to be a part of it. What do they need to do? Yeah, lovingmatadors.com is the best place to go check out uh, all the uh, fun stuff uh, with regards to tickets, what events are coming up, uh, and everything else. And if for a limited time, you can get a jersey included with your uh, purchase. So oh, nice. Uh, Which you're modeling now, I guess, right? Is that, is yes, that one's, yeah. the, uh, the brand Very new nice. kit. So, yeah, the two docks, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're not familiar, every year we're going to release a new jersey. Okay. Uh, so these turn into collectibles. So if you miss out on this year's jersey, it, it's never going to be produced again. So uh, good opportunity. Go to the website. You can buy the jersey or buy the tickets and get it for free. They still have the two docks beer. 
They do. Yeah, All I right. brought you guys a six-pack. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Did you see that? Okay. Yeah, we just released that last night. It'll be in all the uh, the local stores for you to purchase. So Yeah, the Dos Doctores. Yes. Oh, per- perfect for uh, Cinco de Mayo right there. Yeah, yeah and, and like this, it, like this it. first game, May 13th against West Texas FC, that's going to be a red out? It's a red out night. Uh, and the other thing is we are... Uh, getting the Tumbleweed Golden Trophy produced uh, this week. Uh, so it'll be ready on Tuesday. I will pick it up. I will have it at the first game. So if you want to come by, take your picture with the uh, trophy that I know Coach Paul is going to have uh, brought home back to Lubbock at the end of the season. Um, would love for people to come out and take a photo with us. Is this like an actual tumbleweed that's been gold-plated or it something is, or what? A, it is a hand-picked tumbleweed um, that we found close to the Midland Lubbock border okay, uh, all right. in between nice. cities. Uh, nice. And we went hunting big time for a bunch <laughs> of them. Found the perfect one. It's getting goldenized uh, and produced right now. All right. Wow. Awesome. That's always been my dream to be goldenized. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some really cool things. I don't think I've ever been goldenized. Uh, but, uh, that's a good Austin awesome Powers thing. The day's young, though. It is Cinco de Mayo, so we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, we appreciate you guys coming here and Lubbock Matador Soccer back for another season here in Lubbock. And really, man, you need to get out there. And if you've never watched soccer before or football, as uh, it's probably really – I mean, I know I know. every time I say soccer, I feel like you're looking at me. But, but – uh, but, no, it, it really – I went out a few games last year and, uh, you know, and, and learned a lot, you know, about the game and just what about – and it really is a fun experience for a family to come out and just enjoy a, a night, and it's exciting. It's fun to watch, and the game day experience is going to be awesome. One more time, the website for tickets. LubbockMatadors.com. All right. Makes sense right there. All right. We appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys being here. Head coach Paul Gilbert and Dustin McCorkle, the uh, GM of the team. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep uh, keep in touch with you guys through the season here, you know. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll have you, uh, I don't know, come back next week or is it okay? All right, we'll, we'll see you then. All right, uh, coming up next, we got to get you updated on some uh, recruiting, Texas Tech recruiting inside the Red Raiders. Jarrett and his staff do a great job of uh, keeping you posted with basketball recruiting, football recruiting. We'll let you know what is going on with that. Coming up next on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame Live from Bubba's 33 on Rock 101.1. Another quick hit of the Billy Madison.